Welcome back. Thank you for checking out this bonus edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. (laughs) July 24th, 1997. Random day for most of you. Um, It was a significant day for me because on that day, I moved from my college town of Orangeburg, South Carolina to Atlanta, Georgia. Um, And so this is a celebration, if you will, of an anniversary, Um, a transition really from a boy to a man, uh, a boy to a young man to now an old man. (laughs) On that day, 25 years ago, at the time of this recording, I moved to Atlanta. And it's kind of weird, I think, maybe to be celebrating like a move date. But that date was very special to me for a number of reasons. But like... I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> Looking back on it now, like I just, I didn't know. Like, and, and if you had told me that day, 25 years later, that I'd be sitting where I'm sitting, living the life that I live, a blessed life, um, I probably would have told you were crazy. Or then again, I, I might have said, yeah, that, that sounds about right. <laughs> And he's going to have a dope podcast 25 years later. <laughs> um, but nah, it, it was it was crazy. Uh, and I've talked about this on other podcasts and it's worth repeating. Like, I just graduated from college, graduated from South Carolina State University uh, in December of 1996. And I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do next. I, I know that I really didn't want to go to school. Uh, anymore after being at South Carolina State for five and a half years but I knew that that was probably gonna be my next ticket to get me where I needed to go so I was looking at grad schools I was looking at still staying at South Carolina State and attending grad school there as well um was looking at Jackson State as well Atlanta really wasn't on the map to be honest um so I was still in Orangeburg uh, after graduation had an apartment with my girlfriend and she was still in school. So, you know, it was like, all right, I'll just I'll stick around here. Right. And I got tired. <laughs> I got tired of people asking me like, yo, man, when you graduating? <laughs> and I was like, uh, I graduated in December. And then like almost everybody would ask me after that, like, what you still doing here? Like as if Orangeburg was a black, bad place to be. And it wasn't. It's, it's a great, great place. It's you know, it's a home for me. Um, but I wasn't sure, you know, I was in this relationship that I had been in for a few years. And, you know, quite honestly, I didn't want to leave the girl that I had because I wasn't sure, you know, um, how we'd make it. And, um, you know, I, I started kicking around the idea of maybe moving away and, you know, getting <laughs> a taste of the real world, if you will. Uh, as scary as that thought was, but I mean, I was young, so I was like, you know, a little bit naive, but also, you know, focused and driven at the same time. And 
I never forget, like, I called my man Jay Fresh. And I've, you guys have heard me talk about Jay Fresh several times on this podcast. And me and Fresh were talking. Fresh had just graduated from Coastal Carolina University. And Fresh and I grew up around the corner from each other. We grew up in the same neighborhood. He lived around the corner from me. But what, after graduation, he, he moved back home, like, to Florence, our hometown. I wasn't trying to move back home. Like, I would have stayed in Orangeburg. I just stayed in Orangeburg another 50 years before I moved back to Florence because I, I just didn't see any growth there. I didn't see where I I could even fit in there. I, I for lack of a better term, in my in my mind, I'd outgrown Florence. Not and that's not to say that I was like too big to go back to Florence, but it was just like where I was mentally, I didn't think I could, you know, go back to Florence. But I'm on the phone with Fresh, and Fresh says, Man, he said, you know what, man, we should move to Atlanta. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, whatever, man. He's like, no, man, I'm serious. I'm serious, man. We should move to Atlanta. And at the time, I mean, again, this is 1997. Atlanta was bubbling. I mean, the music scene was bubbling. The job market was bubbling. They had just had the Olympics in 1996. So why not? That's what he was saying. And I'm like, man, where is this coming from? And I was like, okay, let me think about it. So I thought about it and I called him back the next day. And I was like, all right, I'm down. I was like, if you want to move to Atlanta, let's let's do it. And I and I I honestly, I'll be I'll be real with y'all. I said it to him thinking that he was gonna back out. <laughs> and I mean, me and Fred, I've I've literally known this dude since I was six years old. And so I, I didn't think he was serious. So I was like, all right, let's let's do it then. Let's do it. I was like, I'll I'll start looking for jobs down there. Cause I'd already been looking for jobs in Columbia, South Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina, um, Charleston, South Carolina. Um, and that was it. I I kind of relegated my job search to those three places, sent off some resumes and stuff like that in the mail. <laughs> Cause there was no internet. Um and so, yeah, I was, you know, kind of doing it that way. And um, I literally thought he was going to be like, all right, no, nah, I'm joking or whatever like that. But he wasn't joking. So um, a couple weeks pass and, you know, I'm, I'm talking to people and stuff like that. And I land an interview with Champ Sports at Lenox Mall. Uh, I was at the time that I was in Orangeburg, I was actually working as an assistant manager at a video store called Video Warehouse. And so I applied for this position at Champs for an assistant manager position at Champ Sports at Lenox Mall. Now, I had been to Lenox Mall before, so I already knew Lenox was popping, like Lenox was the place to be. And so, but I'm like, okay, you know, we'll see what happens. Lo and behold, they called me back once they got my resume and they were like, um, can you come down for an interview? And I was like, yeah. I was like, well, when do you, when do you want me to come down? And it was like, we want you to come down on Wednesday. So I was like, all right, cool. So I decided to, you know, so I drove to Atlanta, which was like three and a half hours from uh, Orangeburg, drove to Atlanta, did the interview. Uh, and then I drove back. I didn't even, I didn't even crash at a hotel or anything. I just, you know, whatever. And, um, 
I'll never forget our interview with uh, a lady named Carla who went on to be my manager. Um, you know, the interview was, it was really, really dope. We interviewed in the food court at Lenox. And I just remember talking to her and I found out that she was a former athlete. She played volleyball all of her life and she was a volleyball player in college. And that's how she paid you know, for her to go to school or what have you. And she found out that I played football at South Carolina State and I had on my championship ring. And, we, you know, that was a conversation piece. And so she are we, we connected on that level of former athletes and, um, you know, we really hit it off. And so I was, you know, I was encouraged by the interview. But again, I'm in the back of my mind. I'm like, man, fresh ain't going to Atlanta. And I was like and I was telling myself on the way back. Orange, but I was like, I don't even know why I just did this because. If my move to Atlanta is going to be predicated on Jay Fresh, I'm probably not going to make it, right? And so, but by the time I got back to Orangeburg, I was like, yo, if they, if they, you know, because I was thinking about how the interview went. And I was like, the interview went really well. I was like, if they offered me this position, I got to take this position and I may have to move to Atlanta without Fresh. And that's cool. I was like, you know, I'll find a spot. I'll be okay. Like, I've. I, I, I had no problem trying to live on my own. Um, so I talked it over with my girl and she was like, you know, she was happy, but she was a little sad too. Cause she was like, well, you know, that might mean you may be moving. But again, I didn't, I was like, it's all predicated on if champs calls or not. I don't know that they will. And so I just kind of left it at that. The next day <laughs> I get a phone call. Hey, this champs, you know, we want you to come back. We want to um, offer you the position, so forth and so on. So I'm like, all right, bet, cool. And so they faxed over the offer letter and <laughs> the job was paying $24,272. And I'll never forget that amount, which is only $10 more than what I make now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was so happy. I was so happy. I got the offer letter. So I called Fresh. I'm like, yo, Fresh, I got a job. He's like, word. I was like, yeah, I got a job, man. I was like, man, so it's on. We 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 going to Atlanta. He's like, hell yeah, we going. I was like, well, have you started looking for jobs? He's like, nah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, okay, Fresh. You know, and so the whole time I'm like, because you know, Fresh is kind of happy-go-lucky, you know what I'm saying? Like, move at his own pace type dude. And I'm like, look, bro, we need to go because we were going to do it together. We were going to live together, find a place and everything. And so I'm like, you know, we can't get an apartment, you know, if you don't have income. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, you know, I'll just get my parents to co-sign for me, whatever, whatever. And so I was like, okay, cool. If your parents want to pay you a half of the rent, that's fine with me. And he was like, you know, he's like, you got a job. He was like, so I'll get one. He was like, but I'll just have them co-sign and, and pay the rent until, you know, until I find something. I was like, I bet. And so we came down one weekend to look for apartments. And um, it was that was funny in and of itself. Um, so we found a townhouse. <laughs> We found a townhouse in Marietta, which is a northern northwestern suburb of Atlanta. And um, what was cool, what was different about Marietta was like 
we really didn't see a lot of black people. <laughs> As opposed to downtown, when you were downtown, you saw a lot of black people. But in Marietta, like anytime you saw a black person, you'd wave to them because like it was just rare to see black people in Marietta. Um, that's obviously changed <laughs> now. Um, but yeah, it was um it was about to happen. And I'll be honest with y'all, and I, I've said this before and I'll say it again, and Fresh knows this, like. It wasn't until I saw his name and his parents' name on the lease that I thought he was coming because I just knew for a fact, I'm like, man, he's going to pull out. He's going to be like, man, the hell with this. I ain't going to Atlanta or whatever. I just knew he wasn't going to do it. And I was like, I was going to be stuck. But, um, you know, we made a pact that we were going to do it. And we we had a nice, real nice townhouse. Um, how How much was the rent? I can't, I, I think the rent was like 800, I think something like that. It wasn't, I mean, relatively speaking, it wasn't that expensive, you know, when you splitting it, everything down the middle. Um, and me and fresh, you know, we, we, we were great. We had never, obviously never lived together. We were great roommates, man. We, we hung out a lot and, um, you know, I, I had been introduced to this girl by the name of Atlanta uh, when I was in college, because I came down for Freaknik and I did, you know, obviously if you follow the podcast, you know, that I did a podcast about my experience with Freaknik, but Freaknik was the, you know, the introduction to this young lady named Atlanta, uh, you know, on July 24th, 1997, I actually got in a car and moved everything that I had, um, to, you know, Atlanta. And I was nervous uh, I was a, a, a whole lot naive because I didn't know if it was going to work. Um, but I didn't really care because it's like I didn't what, I didn't have any responsibilities. It was just me. You know what I'm saying? So if I fell on my face, then it's cool. It's, you know, it's whatever. But um, I remember talking over my mom and my mom was like, I was like, I'm going to move to Atlanta. She was like, Atlanta, Georgia. She was like, you going to move in that big city? You know, like, cause that's the that's how people viewed it, Atlanta when you live in South Carolina, like, you know, Atlanta's a big place. It's a huge place. It's, you know, it's not as big as New York or LA, but it was just like a scary place to live. And I was like, I'll be fine. Cause I, I really feel like, you know, you can put me in any city, I'll be fine. Um, and so I, you know, got in the car and moved and, um, fell in love. I mean, literally fell in love. I, I was, I was already in deep like with this girl named Atlanta, but I fell in love when I got here. Like I just, I loved everything about this city and it really felt like home. Now, one of the great things that I always said about Atlanta was like, I could go anywhere and nobody knew who I was. And that was cool. And, and not to sound like I was a celebrity or anything, because I wasn't. But it's like when you spend your whole life in Florence, it's the town where you grew up. And, you know, my mom grew up there, my family and everything. So everybody knows everybody. Then I go to South Carolina State University. I've been there five and a half years. I play football. So everybody knows. Everybody knows you like high visibility kid. You're on a football team. So people know you. I'm you know, someone who was very vocal and outspoken. So, you know, people know me. And so to be someplace where nobody knew me, it was refreshing. 
And the only person that I knew when I got to Atlanta was Jay Fresh. And that was it. Like we didn't know nobody. I didn't know how to get around. I knew I knew that downtown contained a lot of one-way streets. So, you know, that those first couple of months, man, me and Jay Fresh, we spent a lot of time downtown. And I'm always very, you know, observant as far as like directions and I have a good, very good sense of direction. So I never got lost. And I think one of the beautiful things about Atlanta is like, even if you get turned around, and this is before the advent of GPS, even if you get turned around, if you go far enough, you'll bump into an interstate. <laughs> so, you know, you won't, you won't be lost for long, but, um, I completely fell in love with that girl named Atlanta and uh, we've been together now 25 years and it doesn't feel like it's been 25 years, but so much of my life has changed in that period of time, obviously. Um, Fresh and I lived together for a year and in that year we partied. <laughs> I mean, we partied. We partied a lot, right? I mean, like, all it would take is for somebody to say, hey, man, there's a party at, okay, we there. <laughs> I'm talking, we would go out Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. Didn't go to church on Sunday, but went to the party on Sunday night. <laughs> and I, I, that was just so dope to me because, like, I had never been someplace where you could literally party or get into something every single night of the week and 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 keep in mind i'm young i don't have any responsibilities and i got a pocket full of money <laughs> i got 24 grand coming in <laughs> and what was funny was to me that was a lot of money you know uh and again it's ten dollars i'm excuse me it's ten ten dollars more than what i make now but um yeah it, it was just like it was everything and so i familiarized myself with the city where to go where not to go um and i just i, I just it was everything um me and fresh we lived together for a year and then after that fresh was like well i'm gonna stay over here and i got in this other job oh let me go back and talk about champs champs was dope i really enjoyed my time at champs um I came to realize that like it was so many celebrities that would come through the store and stuff like that. And that was always dope meeting people and stuff like that. I remember one time Alan Iverson came in, I almost flipped. And I, I'm not a person who gets starstruck, but I mean like Bubba Chuck's my guy. So when Alan Iverson came in, I was like, Oh shit, Bubba Chuck like that. And, um, but I didn't say anything to him. Cause I mean, why would I, uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was Champs was dope. But I think the thing that soured me on Champs was I was like, and it wasn't so much Champs, it was working retail, right? You know, if you work retail, you work Saturdays and Sundays. Well, I mean, I'm trying to go to the parties. So if I worked on a Saturday, I might work from, let's say, noon to close. Close is at nine o'clock. But then I, I quickly realized that in retail, if particularly if you're working in a mall, if the store closes at nine, that doesn't mean that you're walking out the door at nine oh five. You know, you got to do inventory. You got to put stuff back. You got to fold stuff up. I mean, you might 
you might not get out of there until 9.45, maybe 10 o'clock. And if you didn't have clothes or gear to wear wherever you were going, like I might have to go, I might have to leave Lennox and then go back home, get changed and come back downtown to the club. It was just a lot. And so probably after about six months, I was like, okay, I need to start finding me. I need to find me another job. I was like this working on the weekends. This ain't happening. I just, it just, and the final straw was there was a Wu-Tang concert and everybody was coming in the store that day to get gear to go to the concert. And the concert was at like seven o'clock and I was at work. I couldn't go. And I mean, I was pissed. I, was, I mean, because anybody knows me, I'm a huge Wu-Tang fan. And I was like, nah, I'm going to get another job. So um, fast forward, I get another job, but Fresh was like, you know, he wanted to stay in that area. And I was like, the job that I got was on the other side. It was in, um, was it in Decatur? No, it was in Stone Mountain. It was in Stone Mountain. So I was like, I'm going to move to Decatur where it's greater. <laughs> and Fresh was going to stay in Smyrna. That's another a Northwest suburb. And so um, long story short, that was a, the only year that we lived together. But we still hung out. We still hung out on the weekends and everything like that. And, um, you know, Atlanta just slowly but surely after that first year went by so fast. And you know, a couple of times during that time frame, uh, my girl from school came down and she liked Atlanta. And, you know, we started talking about, you know, maybe living there. But, you know, things happened. We broke up. <laughs> and so we broke up for like a year. So, I mean, I, I didn't even entertain the thought after that, after that, after we broke up, I'll be honest. I thought I'd probably leave Atlanta. I thought I'd probably go someplace else or whatever like that. But everything was still popping and the city was still bubbling. And I still had a great vibe for what was going on. And my career was starting to move. Right. So I'm like, mm, I can stay here another year. And then we got back together <laughs> and we were still dating. And she would come down and she was about to graduate and she would come down and we were having a lot of fun here. And, you know, the talks intensified about us, you know, living here and being together and, you know, raising a family here. And then lo and behold, we become parents. <laughs> and that was like the best thing ever, like me being a dad and, you know, and I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be crazy. I'm going to be a father for the first time. And now there's a certain level of fear because like I didn't grow up in a big city. Florence is a relatively small place compared to Atlanta, but it's home. Like it's always been home. Like I've never, I've never, like if you add, like if you didn't know me, if y'all, y'all, of course y'all know me, but if you didn't know me and you asked me where I was from, I, I, my answer to where I'm from will always be Florence. If they say where you live, Oh, I live in Atlanta. And they said, well, where are you from originally? Because they most people figure, especially once you start talking, they realize you ain't from here. I don't sound like people from here. Um, but the reality is, is that it's 25 years here. 
So I've spent more time in this city than I have anywhere else in my life. And to be honest, I'm probably not going anywhere because <laughs> this has been home. And I mean, like I said, when we became parents. It was just like, wow. The next thing was, okay, let's get married. And we got married. And then the next thing, because we had Dion in 1999, our oldest son. Then we got married in 2000, right? And then in 2001, we bought this house. So like, those are three major things that happened. Three milestones, three huge milestones that happened in my life and they happened here. And it's like, why go anywhere else everything that i want and need is right here like there was no desire to you know and i i did entertain the idea of moving to new because i've always wanted to live in manhattan um but i mean you got to give me a couple more zeros for me to live in manhattan now uh but that was like always like my childhood dream to live in manhattan but other than that no I mean, yeah, L.A. I could do L.A. My wife's from L.A. But, you know, you got to give me a couple more zeros to live in L.A. at this point. But uh, this has been home and it's always been home. And and honestly, it's always felt like home. It has literally felt like home since the first day that I got here. And while I did live in Minneapolis for a year for work, I would live in Minneapolis. I would, excuse me, I would work in Minneapolis during the week and then fly home on the weekends. I did that for a year and a half uh, back in 2010. But other than that, this has been home. And even then, Atlanta was still home. I, I didn't, Minneapolis could never be home. It's a beautiful city, though. Beautiful place. If you ever get a chance to visit, check out Minneapolis in the spring and the summer. <laughs> Because you don't want to go there in the winter. But um, but yeah, it, it was uh it's it's always been home. Like the one thing that I can say is that people have their own perception of what Atlanta is, um, based on what they've seen on TV shows, reality shows, what they've heard in rap lyrics. It's not that. It's a little bit of that with a whole bunch of other stuff sprinkled on. Um, but it is a beautiful place. And the one thing I've always said about Atlanta, like people aren't really, if you ask someone who's been here before, like they will tell you. And like there's really no in between. I've never heard somebody say, Oh yeah, Atlanta, you know, it's it's I. Like they either really, really love it or they're like, nah, it ain't for me. You know, one of the things that we're we're known for here is the traffic. The traffic is notoriously bad. Um, and I'll be honest, the traffic has gotten progressively worse over the years. But in a roundabout way, I've gotten so used to the traffic that it doesn't bother me. Um, it just doesn't. And I'm you're talking about a guy who had a I mean, it would, I had a job one time that was 25 miles from my house and it would literally take me an hour in the morning to get to work. And in the afternoon, hour 15, 
hour and a half to get home. And if it rained, two hours. <laughs> and God forbid if it ever snows. When I moved here in 1997, the state of Georgia did not have one snow truck. Um, 25 years later, I don't know that they still have any snow trucks. They have they have salt trucks. But you, if you're talking about somebody getting out and plowing the streets and stuff like that, no, don't have don't have it. Um, Atlanta's not built for that. They've never invested in that. So, and the reason being that, you know, traffic is so bad and, you know, we had snowmageddon a few years back where people got stuck on the highways and stuff like that. It's because the infrastructure is such to where they don't have the equipment and they don't have enough snow really to justify buying a bunch of equipment. And the people who probably should buy the equipment are too lazy to budget for it. Plain and simple. Um, we have some years where we get a little snow. We have some years where we don't get any snow at all. And those years are the best years. <laughs> um, the weather is hot. The summers are brutal, but that's the South. I mean, like what, what, what do you want me to say? The falls are beautiful. I love fall. Um, spring i like the spring but this pollen is the the pollen is a killer I'm, i feel for people who have um allergies but you know i i moved here understanding all of that and what's interesting was you know fresh lived here two years then he went to college he went to a, like another school um for a year in Florida and then he moved to LA and he's been in LA for the last 20 years I guess and he loves LA I love Atlanta you know but had he not had he not said that over the phone I don't know that I would have ever moved here I'd probably be somewhere in Manhattan or I'd probably be somewhere in Jersey or maybe you know I don't know Oklahoma <laughs> but um no, I love the I love the city. Um, this is home. It's where I've always been, and to be honest, I really can't see myself being anywhere else. Um, this is where I've planted my flag. Um, this is where we've, you know, nestled in our roots, if you will, raised kids. Um, the kids will be out of the house, and you know, it'll just be the two of us again. Um, because that girl, like I said, from college became my wife. And, you know, I've asked Sharice on, you know, several occasions, hey, you want to move? You don't want to move? And she, at one point in time, she was like, you're just so stuck on being here. And I was like, where else is there to go? <laughs> but um, I'm not stuck on being here, but I, I love this city. And I, I think I learned a lot and I was able to grow as a city group. So I see the city in a different view than most people. Um, I see it, it's always funny to ride around to different spots and different places in the city, particularly when I'm downtown. Um, and you see stuff that used to be there and it's no longer there. Now it's like some skyscraper condo building or something, or you're like, man, that used to be club such and such. Oh man, now it's a bank. 
<laughs> like, yo, they used to be Club Visions. Now it's Bank of America. <laughs> um, seen a lot of clubs come and go. I talked about that on the clubs episode. Um, but I've seen a lot, I've seen this 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 lady grow, you know. Um, and I, I don't want to, you know, say that it's a perfect place because no place is perfect. I mean, crime here is crazy right now. You know, it, it is it is crazy. It's it's never been this bad. But in fairness, you could say that about a lot of cities. And that doesn't make it right, but you know, um Atlanta does have a lot of work to do. Uh I would be remiss if I didn't say that. And I think, you know, the people in this city need to do a better job of holding those elected officials accountable for what it is that they say that they say they're going to do when they get in office and that's from the mayor on down um the music scene is still crazy uh i love the music scene i'm not as attached (laughs) i'm definitely not as attached to the music scene i don't do clubs i don't hang out i just go to dinner and i chill and i do me that's it I, i don't i I don't even go to Linux, like, and that's another thing too. Like, even seeing Linux's growth and transformation, um, and now you probably need a bulletproof vest to go into Linux. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's it is Atlanta is everything. Um, and as you see on the the cover, uh, Atlanta influences everything, and I do believe that that's true. We we have put our stamp on culture black culture in this country and it's a good thing because i can't i I can honestly tell you that 25 years ago it wasn't but it was bubbling and you could kind of see where it was headed and then it exploded in in so many good ways but um yeah 25 years man it's crazy it's it lets me know that i'm getting old (laughs) but it also I can also see the growth in Kyle in those 25 years. And I grew with the city and the city has embraced me and my family. And I'm thankful. That's going to do it for me. Thank you for checking out this bonus edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. If you haven't done so already, Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. The podcast drops every Thursday at midnight and bonus episodes like this drop on Sundays at midnight. And also check out the YouTube channel so that you can see all of the videos. That's going to do it for me. Again, I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. 5,000.